our uh, segue into part two of this program, the next half hour when we take your calls at 212-209-2877. This is um, an important part of the news. We do it every week, every Sunday from 630 to 7. Uh, it is uh, uh, an opportunity for people who listen to the news to uh, talk back. And I think we're probably the only people, the only news agency in this country that does that that I've ever heard of. So uh, uh, we are going to um, – uh, uh, take your calls again, 212-209-2877, and I hope that uh, uh, we can have a productive conversation for the next half hour. But first, I'd like to use this segue, this song. You might remember it, Joan Baez, the great songwriter and singer with that beautiful high-pitched voice. Everybody loves her. This is a song written by Bob Dylan. Love is just a four-letter word. Strangers travels free 
There we go. Beautiful song. I love that song. And I thought it was appropriate to the front to the news today, uh, especially about the protest down in Washington yesterday. And uh, and I think the circumstance that so many women are facing right now in this country, they've woken up to since the uh, Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. So a few days ago, the entire country has changed. An entire uh, system of rights have been removed. An entire class of people, more than half the population, uh, rights have been reduced and uh, we're talking already about increases in maternal mortality, people getting uh, uh, illegal abortions, um, all these kind of things. And, of course, the states that are most uh, prosecuting women, prosecuting doctors, some prosecuting women. And the president of the United States even uh, trying to get us ready for that uh, not only possibility but probability and how little he can do. And yet people were out there protesting on Saturday demanding more action than we've seen from this president. Do you think the president's doing enough or are we falling far short? What does the future of this country hold under a new regime where women have been uh, denied rights that they've given 50 years? And what does that say about the rights of anybody else who were gained since 1954 till today? Can they all be Turn back as well. Our numbers two one two two zero nine two eight seven seven. We got a couple of calls. Let's take the first call. Hey, how you doing? Hey, good afternoon. Hey, uh, you know, uh, Eric Corbett's Black on YouTube is a song I did. But besides that, my opinion on the abortion is uh, incredible because I feel like they they don't have any rights. That their rights are already made up for them, and they have to go with the flow and if they do do anything, it's going to be illegal and it's probably not going to be too safe. Right. Say that's a big question right there, right? It's unsafe. And for folks who uh, claim that safety is their priority, it's very interesting that uh, that uh, so many people are being put in danger right now by this uh, decision. Uh, you know, it makes me think of that uh, TV program and based on the book, The Handmaid's Tale. And uh, are we heading towards that? I think more than a few people in the uh, – uh, anti-abortion movement has said that they want a system sort of like that. Well, you know, thank God they have something to hold on to, something to hope for now, and not everything's taken away. But really, when you don't feel too safe that a decision you make, and although it's the only decision you're really going to have, it, it kind of it leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Sure does. Thank you very much, caller. Bad taste in our mouths for sure. Welcome to WBAI. You're on the air. Hey, is this Paul Pot? Whoever you wish it to be. Okay, because I don't want to leave a bad ma a taste in your mouth after this call because it's Russell. But I, I heard you're, you're referred to as Paul Pot in friendly circles. Well, is it's legal now. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to just bring up one thing. Did, that, did you say that some woman was saying that displays of sexual violence should be managed and we should display these things is that is that what she said i i didn't catch that well you had somebody on that was you, you, it sounded like she was getting censored at an art gallery or something oh yeah yeah the uh the uh the the second part the um the interview that uh rebecca did right. with the uh woman artist whose work was uh uh censored because it was yeah. at the annual uh, nasty women of connecticut exhibition yeah, nasty, well, I thought connecting nastiness with sexuality might be a little counterproductive. But I well, who did thought, that? Who referred? Who, that? who coined the term "nasty woman"? Well, the destroyer, Shiva, the man who destroyed the empire, which is why I voted for him once, 
He did his job, and he's going to go away. Now, I want to ask you a second, t- a second thing, Paul, because I-, I know you like like to cut me off, even if you don't have other callers. So I have to rush, right? So the second thing, you know, you mentioned the VA hospitals. It made me think every VA hospital is federal property, and there's VA hospitals in every state. How come they're not, they're not doing uh, women's reproductive health in every single VA hospital immediately? Hyde Amendment, I think. Oh, Hyde Amendment. I think Amendment, the president right. said this very little. I, you know, I think right. that uh, right now we're in trouble, and uh, – you know, I think that people would they need I mean, most of the most of the people I've talked to think that, you know, it, some there's some group of progressives to think that we can just wait and that women are going to be motivated by this to vote in large numbers. I don't necessarily see that at all. I've never seen Americans in their massive numbers come out because of anything really that was issue oriented, maybe because uh, it was uh, somebody who looked like them or it was the first this or the first that, but never because of an issue. And uh, it just doesn't work that way, the mass elections, in my opinion. I mean, I've never seen that, so I don't expect that. But a lot of people are hoping that people are going to come out by the millions and vote. And others are saying what we have to do is like that protest on Saturday, come out in the millions and protest. Right. I don't think marching, holding signs, petitions, voting, it dissipates energy. You have to identify targets, and there's no more business as usual. <laughs> you're a tough I, guy. We have to listen to you more. I'm sure you're all right. All right. Let me all go right, on me, to the next call because I don't quick, want okay. to advocate that kind of thing. Right, I can't me, advocate that kind of thing, this, although Paul. it is interesting. Let me ask you this, Paul. Do you believe, do you agree that the, pe- the people's will is the law of the state? Uh no. Yeah, if I, if I can't even to, identify, we, if I know really what you're trying to say, and I don't want to really get into it and try and pick it apart because I'm not sure what you're trying to say. But right. on the face of it, I don't think so because the, I don't have a problem with the state or government per se. I've never been right. an anti-government person ever. I do believe in government, but I believe in a different type of government than we have now with, a different, with different interests and for different purposes, for the interests of the mass of people, not just the corporate elites at the top and the, the traditional uh, leaders of the country who've got us into this mess in the first place. That's sort of how I look at it. Thanks a lot, Russell. All right. Again, bye. 212-209. 2877 2122092877 I'm going to take your calls about how I mean I I can tell I I feel that as horrifying as it is for women million you know 150 million women in this country forever and ever every generation come forward to lose their um to lose a right as such an important right that um, I don't see the reaction that I thought I would see from angered Americans. It's more of a reaction to guns. So maybe someone would want to call and talk about that. Why is it that uh, gun rights are so important to people, but the rights of a whole class of people, uh, women, you know, people who can't just easily, some do, but can't really easily change who they are and therefore are uh, easily targeted on the basis of a uh, physical characteristic, you know that is really to me much more important of a right than a uh, a right based on, you know, ownership of a machine that could could or could not be allowed uh, under the law. Uh, but yet, you know, people are outraged by gun control, but not outraged by uh, 150 million women forever and ever. Losing their rights because they'll never get it. I don't think – I think it's a pipe dream to think that people are going to elect their way out of this situation. All right? Again, our number, 212-209-2877, 212-209-2877. 
800-227-212-209-2877. How about the new mayor, the new district attorney there in San Francisco echoing this idea of Democrats as tough on crime? Wasn't it Biden who was tough on crime along with Hillary Clinton who was tough on crime in the 90s and in the 80s and were responsible for the uh, uh, mass incarceration of millions of mostly black folks under the most petty of crimes. And now they're telling us there's nothing they can do because abortion is illegal in all these states and that they're going to start arresting and prosecuting people. And now the mayors, they've legalized drugs, but that doesn't stop them from arresting people for drugs because you can't get it anywhere. They refuse to give people's licenses. I know that. It's happening in California. All right, 212-209-2877 if you'd like to be on the air. And we'll take the first call. Uh, you're on the radio here on WBAI. Please state your name and where you're calling from. Hi, this is Rose from New Jersey. Mm-hmm. I would like to make a comment specifically about the nasty woman vision. Sure. Uh, Mr. DT had four years to remove some of the armaments and manpower and all of those military bases which we surrounded the Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. Think about, you know, it's all about life, life, life. But when it comes to war profiteering, nobody does anything. We, right. we couldn't even, we couldn't even backpedal a little bit and not be in the mess we're in today. I mean, I, I heard a very sad thing earlier. People in, in, have been running over to Denmark, and people are p- collecting bicycles for these people. I mean, you're so right to life that you let this this yo-yo stay in power for four years, and he did nothing to de-escalate because he wanted to get his tower, right. the tallest tower. And yeah, in I, I don't think there. What I, mean, I was reading today in the paper. I don't know if I should say, but there's an excellent uh, uh, article in one or two of the big national dailies uh, that I've picked up today, and I was shocked. Maybe I shouldn't be shocked. I really wasn't shocked, but to learn that there is a very large movement of this in this country who want a Christian, religious, fascist state, and they're not embarrassed to call it that, and they're they and uh, they have a lot of power in numbers, and that's what they want. This they see this as a wedge to get that. Well. This is a Christian white country. Yeah, right. Country. This kind of Christianity we can do without, you know. Yeah, and there's and there, yeah, but when they say that, they call it Christian nationalism, which oh, yeah. you know anything yeah, national socialism, Christian nationalism. Anytime I hear a word like that, I my ears perk up. I say it sounds a little German to me. Well, I, I think it could be anybody. You know, I think yeah, it's amazing is that, uh, you know, a lot of unfortunately, uh, I think all kinds of I think all kinds of people want it. I think it's a it's a code word for a fascist state in which the political uh, the elites have uh, much more power than they even do today. And they have a lot of power today as far as being able to untrammeled exploitation of the land to the point of destruction of all life on Earth. I mean, you know, that's what they really want. I think that's what's they, they really behind more. it. They're so needy. I mean, the needs yeah. of people don't matter. Or all, we need this this instant slave class that they're going to crank out because they don't want all those people coming over from someplace else, you know, to do the dirty work. Right. A lot of it is take, talk just take, to get us all worked up, but behind the scenes, something else is going on. Uh, yeah, it would be nice if they open up and be uh, open. Yeah, and I don't I don't understand why I have why we have a court with everybody's of the same religion. I mean, that's kind of unfair. Uh, why, well, people have been doing. I, that nobody listened to me when I said get out in the streets and protest 20 and 30 years ago. 
They come up to me now and say, oh, I should have listened to you 30 years ago. We should have been out there in the street 30 years ago. But everybody in the Democratic Party was telling us, don't worry, we have it under control. I guess they didn't have it under control, did they? Well, 30 years ago, I used to do that sort of thing. Now, as a 73-year-old blind person, I don't have much choice. And let right. me tell you something. Yes. Um, I, it's very interesting that the wrath of this kind of mentality is coming down on the disabled, especially here in New Jersey. Right. So let's. There, there are no. There are no home health aides now. Your insurance company is supposed to cover this. They don't do it. And I mean, it's a mess. The mess is much larger because the public isn't really aware of what's going on. And and. They they want to drink the Kool Aid. They want to be on the web and you know find all kinds of strange new philosophies and you know a, a new furor for the moment. You know, <laughs> very good. Alrighty. Thank you very much, caller. Have a great day. Bye. Thank you. Very good. Very interesting. And we have another call coming on the line right now. You're on hey. WBAI. Please state your name and where you're calling from. Stephen calling out of Queens, New York. Okay. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, uh, question or comment? No, uh, I only wanted to make a comment and uh, make it quick. Uh, the, um, the fellow who called her, spoke earlier and talked about he voted for Trump because he wanted someone, who, I guess, a disruptor. That's what I first heard when he first mm -hmm. came into power, mm -hmm. a disruptor. He'll do something different. He'll, you know, he's not a politician. And I'm <laughs> like, you know, sometimes you, you get what you wish for. Yes, very good. You got good. a fool who, let's face it, you got a fool who pretty much will roll with anyone who he thinks like him. That's why he got up there. He had no idea who any of the judges were. He There was the, uh, I forgot, a panel. Of, Do you I think, think that he's never paid for a woman to have an abortion in his life, uh, I'm sure he has. And I'm sure when he was in New York hang, trying to hang with, uh, you know, people that most of the people who were at the you know, on the sixth, would have would wouldn't want to be in a room with when he was in New York trying to hang with uh, Andy Warhol and basically the hip New Yorkers. Yeah. He, I'm sure, he was for women's rights. He was for gay rights and everything else. And now he, all of a sudden, he turned and he, you know, he's become uh, everything uh, Ron DeSantis wishes to be. A narcissist. <laughs> and, yeah, a, a, a yeah, but a worse kind of like a they call it a malignant narcissist, and, and uh, basically a moron who really had no <laughs> idea what he was doing, and he left this mess now that we must all deal with. And it's funny, but yes, people in this country seem to be raising. I mean, they won't say much for a woman's right, and meanwhile, I'm sure any male can walk into, particularly a white male, can walk into a gun store. Get a gun, get a thousand rounds or more of ammo, and it will not. You know, it won't tip anybody off. I'm sure if I mean I'm, I'm sure if you walked in there, I'm black. I walked in there and wanted a couple of rounds of a. Give me a um, this A and R. You know, AR rifle, a couple of more, uh, about two thousand rounds of ammunition. I think somebody might think something. I think if a woman walked in there and looked for that. They'd be like, who are you, G.I. Jane? What are you, <laughs> you know, but, uh, yeah, we live in a country where we want a male, particularly a white male, to be able to walk in and buy any kind of weapon they want and any kinds of rounds. And it doesn't, if they're nuts, like the young man who shot up the parade, we'll find out about that later, and naturally we'll give our thoughts and prayers. 
That's what this country's become. Thank you, you very much care. for that, caller. I, I know others take care. On it and I'm I, sorry I, to end off. with a guffaw, but you brought it out in me. Thank you so much for that, I guess. And <laughs> uh, you're listening to WBAI New York. I'm Paul DiRienzo. This is uh, our sort of behind-the-news type of thing. We call it After the News, and it's every Sunday at 6.30. We got somebody on hold. Let's go to the next caller. You're on WBAI. Your name, first name, and where are you calling from? Ralph from New Jersey. How are you? Hi, Ralph. Question or comment? Well, a question and a comment. Um, Explain to me how the the, um, Supreme Court went and gave somebody constitutional rights to alter a life form inside them, to destroy a life form inside them. That is not their life, but it is being carried by them, et cetera, et cetera. They're not being supported because nobody's going to kill them babies, even if it's a mistake. Mm. And nobody but you're saying, standing why are you saying standing that a fetus is vaccines. a baby? Why do you but believe a fetus people, is a baby? Science no, no, doesn't no, say oh, that. Oh, wait, wait, I'm talking about when it gets to 16 weeks, 14 weeks, you see a heart. Yeah, but even then, I mean, every, it seems to be everybody so... I, you know, I, I, I haven't been asleep person. for 40 years. Woman. I know that a lot body. of men are very body. upset by the feminist movement because it takes away a great power they used to have and makes the world a lot more competitive now. For a lot of men, they have to compete against women, and they would like nothing more to put women under their thumb again and consider oh that God. their right are you as men. That? That's traditional, right? That's the tradition. Well, are you buying that? You buy that what I'm excuse? saying that either do women have a right to their own bodies? Do they have a right have to a choose right to what be, goes on in their own right bodies, to, or do right, they right. wind up uh, under the thumb, under control of men, oh my uh, God. not competing right. with jobs, not competing okay. in child okay. care? Okay. All of a sudden, they have to back to what the days when women were just like uh, you know hysterical little things that had to stay at home all the time. We want to go back to that. If I can't if I can't say to my I don't want a vaccine I don't want a vaccine the women didn't care about that being my body they said get a vaccine because it's for me so now you're saying it's my body because I want to kill this baby that I made the mistake to, to well put in it's me. not a baby so you don't know so and you're you not killing a baby you don't you're want to protect controlling your own autonomy. body what. It's controlling your own body for right. women. I don't in want a context, you giving me a vaccine. I don't want you giving co- me a vaccine. A, you're I know, but it's not the stuff. same. You can't compare it. Yes, has it nothing most to do certainly with it. is. All right, control of your body is controlling your caller, body. It's not. Thank you. It it's not the same thing. Thank you, caller. Next caller. You're on the radio. Hello? Hi, you're on the radio. Your name and where are you calling from? Uh, Barry from Queens. Yes, uh, question I or comment. I wanted just to give a context that when the country was founded, the mm-hmm. founding fathers, the Hamiltonian program is what described the economic policy. That policy was written by someone who had said that the best way to run a country is to concentrate wealth in the hands of gentlemen. Robert Morris, he's the person who financed the Revolutionary War. My point is, this is his government, and they were very clear about what they wanted. If you look at Hong Kong, there were thousands of demonstrations. We don't call that a democracy. Mm. If, when the Federalists were putting their policies into effect, they put down thousands and thousands of protests, even using violent means, in order to maintain their policies. 
I believe that within 50 years, the majority of the people will be impoverished. Slaves, serfs, sharecroppers, indentured servants. And my mm. point is, just like in Hong Kong, people don't have a choice. When we are talking about the left and the right, right. the political I have to go. I have to spectrum. cut it at that and leave that at that point because I want to answer before we go off the air. Thank you very much, everyone who called oh. in and participated Slaves in the news tonight. And I just like to have I have to we have to come to an end. Max, please. And so I have to come to an end. I'm sorry we have to come. We're coming. It's already I'm a minute late. So I just wanted to leave it and just say that um, if we want to have freedom in America, you, you can't be free unless you're willing to struggle for that freedom. And part of that struggling is, in my opinion, to get out there and make your voices heard. And I advocate that in general, not any specific thing. But we have free speech in this country, freedom of assembly. Make use of it. I think that's the way to have your voice heard. Thank you very much, and let's go out with the theme. Celeste Katz-Marston, 